0: Aww, oh man. Hey Steven, what's wrong? Well, I woke up Saturday. As one does. And I put on my favorite podcast. Oh, which one is that? The King Kong Minute, of course. Oh, of course. But there was a huge problem. What, bigger than a 24-foot gorilla? So much bigger. Well, what was it? The podcast doesn't upload on Saturdays. No, King Kong Minute only uploads during the week. Ugh, I need more content. I need just a piece of it. Well, you can have a piece of it. For the price of an admission ticket. Really? Even on weekends? Well, whenever you want it. King Kong Minute uploads exclusive episodes on their Patreon once a month. There's more to listen to? Sure. You can subscribe to them for a small fee and get access to episodes talking about other King Kong related content. You mean content? Yeah, that was my joke. Plus, if you subscribe to their Patreon, you'll be supporting them so they can continue making content for people like you. Well, what am I waiting for? I'll head over there right away and subscribe to the King Kong Minute Patreon. Hello everyone and welcome back to the King Kong Minute Podcast, the show where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the 2005 film King Kong one minute at a time. I'm Terry. And I'm Stephen. And today we are going to be talking about minute number 23. This minute starts with Denham writing yet another bad check and ends with a very disgruntled Bruce Baxter in the hallway. Bruce Baxter. I'm glad. I'm glad we finally meet him this minute. yes that happens once again. Another man who we've only heard through name. We've heard through name only up to this point. Oh yeah, they did mention him. I yes. forgot about that. Yeah. All right. So jumping in with this. Did you have any thoughts? Uh, mainly just you know starting with Carl tearing up the check and mm-hmm. at least he gets the amount right this time. So he <laughs> yeah. learns from his mistakes. Carl learns from his mistakes. Uh-huh. No, that's, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But it's, um, again, we're talking about that comedic tension in this scene. He, oh, yeah. he can't help but feel for Driscoll, but also root for Denim. Like, can he actually pull this off? He's doing it. He's doing it. Yep. Or in uh, other words, it's working. It's yeah. working. Or I would more think uh, Toy Story 2. What? He wouldn't. One, he would. He would. He <laughs> would. <laughs> Oh, all the movie references! This is great. Yes, um, and also just love that finally when Driscoll just says like "Pay me when you get back," and it's like <laughs> Jack Black is just like, "All right, okay." All right. <laughs> I love that he doesn't. He gets a little southern with it. He's like, "All right." Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> so "Well, good. I did the best I could there. We'll see if it works." <laughs> I do love that we do get that date again. It's, it's the 25th. We know we know when we are now, at least. We're yep. September 25th, which I think I might have said the 24th earlier. I don't remember for sure, but mm. it's the 25th. Yes. Um, and amidst all of this, again, we've got the wonderful establishing shots of a tramp steamer about to set out for open sea. As we get the adventure theme back into it, but a more earnest mm-hmm. version of it. How fitting aboard the Venture. Is it, is it called the adventure theme? I don't know. That's what I think of it in my head. I would have to double check. I actually don't know what the score piece is called. If it has a name for it. Yeah. I just think of it as the adventure theme because that's just like, mm-hmm. that's the the wild, adventurous, and free. Yes. It's the uh, unknown, mysterious, but also exciting yes. kind of theme that you get. And then at, uh, did you have any other? You... I, had, um, I had that Carl looks fake flabbergasted. Yes. Which was just fun. <laughs> um and then i had the pressure gauges what is wrong oh, with yeah. those things they're really rattling and that doesn't look good i mean but i don't think that's a good thing that's the venture baby <laughs> i don't know much about boats but that doesn't sound like a good thing well again you know if we're talking about scrappy underdog boats hear me baby hold <laughs> together <laughs> <laughs> you almost expect to hear the hyperdrive failing oh gosh you right. Know? <laughs> Um, oh man! At second thirty-eight, we see Colin Hanks again as Preston, now emerging yeah. <laughs> with uh, her, uh, macho man Bruce Baxter. Apparently, um, uh, this is a good. I I, I just like this character. He's awful, but I, I like this him. Actor, yeah, I like this actor, um, Kyle Chandler. Yes, amazing. What do you know him from? I have to know. Okay, so I have precisely the note for that. Oh good. I have uh, a whole bunch of things for him. Okay. Um honestly, my first introduction and honestly my primary introduction because I've not seen him in a whole lot other than uh King Kong and this other show. But this uh the my first exposure to him was in a uh drama called Early Edition. Which... I can't believe you've seen Early Edition. Dude, it's that us. That was my that was my introduction to him too. Dude, it's us. Are you even surprised? I don't know why it surprises me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I loved Early Edition. Oh, I know. Yeah, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, Early Edition was a a dramatic serial that ran from 1996 to 2000, where uh, Kyle Chandler's uh, Chicago-based character would mysteriously receive the next day's newspaper every day, which often allowed him to preemptively stop accidents before they happened and save as many lives as he could. It's a bit of an odd concept, and it was never fully explained how this happened, I mean, there, there they were they hinted at explanations, but it was never fully revealed. But it it made for some good viewing. It was really good, and yeah. yes, there was there was a magic cat. That's what I'm calling. Yes, it. there was a magic cat. Yeah, of <laughs> was... course. And um, oh, wasn't his sidekick guy was Chuck? Was it no or I... friend? Was that a different show? Yeah, no, that wasn't. Zachary Levi was not in early edition. No, I mean literally the character's name oh, Chuck. Possibly, I know he had. I know that the friend had a gambling <laughs> issue. Oh, I don't remember enough, but I'm pretty sure his name was Chuck. And I feel uh, he was in, I feel like he was one of the guys who dated Phoebe in Friends. Oh, maybe. I don't remember for sure. But I'm anyway, not, I'm yeah. I'm not the person to ask about that. <laughs> I did love Early Edition. That was a good show. Yeah. Um, good. Going down his IMDb, he played a character named Denham in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, that's funny. And a character named Driscoll in The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's funny. I did not catch <laughs> that. I forgot um, he was in... Uh, was that the 08, Day the Earth Stood Still? Um, I, I don't know. I didn't see that part, but probably. Yeah, the, probably. The Keanu Reeves one? Yeah. Most um, likely. I forgot he was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew him from North and South. I don't know if you ever watched that. Okay, so I have been strongly recommended North and South, um, with this, uh, with Richard Armitage being the primary selling point for that. Um, but I've oh, never actually he was seen in it. that? Yeah, he's on the cover. Is he George? Probably. I've not seen it, but I know Richard Orange. I have to rewatch it. It's been so long. But I'm thinking Patrick Swayze was he was the main one in that one for that I remember. Oh, I didn't know Swayze was in that, man. Yeah, how, Patrick uh, Swayze. How old was Unless we're that? talking different Well, unless we're talking different North and South. It was it was pretty old, but Kyle Chandler was pretty young and he played um he played Patrick Swayze's cousin. Hang on. Now I got to look this up. We might be talking about different North and South. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Mine is a Civil War miniseries. Uh, North and South. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Could there be different? <clears throat> I think there may have been different North and South because there's one in 1985, and that's got Patrick Swayze on the front of it. Oh, um, but that's the one I know. North and South miniseries. Let me try adding Richard Armitage. Yeah, so apparently there was a remake of North and South in 2004 that features Richard Armitage. That explains Interesting. it. I didn't know that. Well, that I'll have to check out. <clears throat> but the original miniseries of North and South was very, very good. Mm. Um, And so then, let's see, what else What else do we have here? Uh, Oh, Super 8. He was the dad right. in Super 8. yes he was. Wait, wait, he was the dad, right? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, Police Chief Lamb. Gotcha. And then, of course... The other connecting thread between this and, well, Kyle Chandler, he was in Godzilla King of the Monsters and Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, of course, there we go. The only actor I know who has been in two different versions of Kong movies. That is a pretty cool detail. That, that's, that's definitely worth noting. I, I really like Kyle Chandler. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I mean, he always usually plays relatively the same kind of mold of a character, but he's still a good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, do you does he think he's gonna be golfing in Singapore? I don't know <laughs> what Baxter. I I don't. Okay, this is a blanket statement. I don't know what goes on in Baxter's head. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> um, I I like him a lot. He looks so out of place with his fancy white coat and oh, golf yeah. cap and well, sweater. it's so funny because you know, like he's playing into the classic stereotype of like white hat good guy kind of thing yeah and he's literally dressed like that it's true um but yeah no he sticks out like a sore thumb like he probably like i it, it's my head that he heard that he was going to be on a boat so he got what he thought was like a fisherman's turtleneck oh uh, you know that makes sense so which is why he's wearing that like that's i don't funny. know it could be wrong but that's my head canon. i'm sticking with it <laughs> um you get <laughs> some pretty much identical to titanic engine room scenes again yep um, Gotta wonder if it was ripping it off or not. I don't know. Like, I, I think there's only so much originality you can do with establishing footage showing a steamship setting off. it's true. It's like, true. You're gonna, you know, it's like you've seen, at the risk of being cliched or imprecise here, you've seen one steamship set off. You've seen them all. It's like in Star <laughs> Trek, you've seen one Klingon bird of prey blow up. You've seen them all. That's that's fair. That's really fair um i do like that baxter speaks in very 30s dialogue yeah be a sport lend a hand yeah, yeah appreciate yeah. the help fella yeah 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 it's great sandler <laughs> leaning hard into like being fulfilling the character thing um adrian brody flopping around like a rag doll in this yes. as he's desperately trying to find a way out i specifically put in my notes that he looked like a muppet going back and forth <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's like this waist high shot of him like flopping <laughs> around in the hallway. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm just I'm playing that back and forth on my phone right now, and I absolutely see it. It's such Kermit energy. He's <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, no, that's some good stuff. Um, and that brings us all the way to the end of the minute. Uh, with Baxter finally shouldering his way into his stateroom. I bet he's going to be really happy with it. He's going to love it. I'm sure it's yeah. first class. Yeah, it's no complaints. No notes. Even the cockroaches love it. <laughs> it's their favorite room. <laughs> I'm sure they're all... It probably is the room with the fewest rats. Yeah. Like, I, I would imagine <laughs> Denim would have at least put in the effort to try to make sure... Okay, put in Baxter with the cleanest room you can find, okay? Doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Just make sure it's the cleanest one. Right. Um, yeah, and that's uh, all I had for this minute. I don't know if you had anything else. No, that is it. Um, again, you could suppose we're kind of in a bridge minute here. There's <laughs> just a lot of establishing footage, and honestly, the only other thing I could try to fill it with is if I decided to look up like statistics and manifest details on a tramp steamer, like how much coal does a tramp steamer need for like per like sea like mile at sea for a voyage. But honestly, folks, I think that's even even for minute by minute, that's a little too bore you to tears. <laughs> don't get me wrong; it sounds fascinating. <laughs> like, but I'm, I'm sure you will appreciate it if we don't. I'm sorry for any and all tramp steamer buffs out there who are really <laughs> hoping to get into the nitty gritty of the specs of a tramp steamer. But I just I can't bring myself to care enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you there. Yes, I love the movie. I don't love everything about it. Yeah, not to that, not to that level. Yeah. Now, if it was trains, oh, I'd be all over that. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we have trains in this movie. We have a subway later, right? I think. Oh, well, we have the L train. Yeah, we have the beginning. elevated train. But I've already there We go. I've already talked Why about did, trains. You did. You did talk about trains. Yeah, I like trains. Yep, that that's me. I I am that ASDF <laughs> kid. Oh man, I never thought ASDF would come in this come up in this podcast. That's how you know we're we're one of the younger people doing these podcasts. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, not not according to uh, my middle school students. Um, for them, it was kind of like this Aslan moment of like, do not cite the deep magic to me. I was there when it was written. <laughs> I was there when it Oh I wonder if anyone's that, done that movie. That, hey, I'd be down to do Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Did, did you know that I own some a couple, not anything huge, but anything special, but uh, movie props from Narnia. No, that's really cool. Well, okay. I have one from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I have a little piece of rope that was cut off of Aslan. Huh. And then I have one of the gold coins from the um, ab- abandoned treasure room in uh, Prince Caspian. Once they find their old, uh, old belongings. Huh? How'd you swing that? eBay. Nice. But but they had it was the same seller also had like swords and shields that you could tell were very clearly from the movie. Right. Certificates of authenticity. I imagine those that. were way pricier though. Um. Honestly, wasn't bad. I almost got a dwarf a dwarf sword for mm-hmm. about uh, what was it? 200, I think. Well, that isn't bad. I contemplated it, but I didn't. <laughs> I might... love, love Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, fantastic same movie. Move, same which, year as this movie and kicked it yes, out of the box office. <laughs> yes, which I was going to say, do you want to tie it in? Um, They released it roughly at the sure. same time, and that was one of the big criticisms of King Kong, was like, despite how much went into it, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe still whooped it at the box office. Completely. But I mean, which to is... be fair, it is a great movie. I, I want to be sad that that happened, but I kind of love it so much. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I kind of have to imagine that Jackson himself wasn't terribly upset about it. I honestly don't imagine Jackson to be the kind of guy that looks at his movies' box office, like performances like baseball scores. Um, sure. I you know I, I maybe this is speaking too much. Maybe I just don't know Jackson that well or if i'm not able to intuit as well as i think i am but i think he's just simply satisfied the fact that he put his all into making a fantastic like put his all into making as good a movie as he can and Mm -hmm. to be satisfied with the work but let's let's be real here though this is peter jackson who directed the lord of the rings right the major fantasy competitor not competitor really it's a counterpart yeah, Counterpart's a good one. Because they, you're talking about Tolkien's hand hand. work and Lewis's work. So Right, exactly. I mean, I know Jackson loves Tolkien's work, and he, like obviously he's got to know the connection between Tolkien and Lewis, so seeing Lewis's work get such a successful film adaptation, I can't imagine he was upset about it. No, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. He probably, I bet he likes it. Yeah. I bet he does, even if yeah. he feels a little bittersweet towards his movie not doing as well. Uh-huh. But it, it's a nice thought. It's good to think that, you know, if, we, if we're if we intuiting correctly about Jackson, that ultimately he's okay with it. I like to think so. Mm. <laughs> All right. I think that padded things out nicely to a little conclusion here. For sure. All right. Um, I have nothing to plug. Just, you yeah. know, follow us. Yeah. We're there. We're places. We're here. We're filled with existential fear. <laughs> that's Or maybe that's just me. I think that's just you. I'm actually doing pretty good. Eh, all right well speak for yourself then (laughs) (laughs) i'm one of the like 20 on earth right now yeah i know at least at least one of the 20 that doesn't have a billion dollars in their bank account that's pretty good with life yeah honestly i don't imagine having that much money in the bank account is they're doing so hot to be perfectly honest that's actually true i guarantee you they don't feel so good about their life all the time (laughs) yeah like yes money doesn't buy happiness But, you know, financial security never hurt. But there's something to be said about excess. Excess definitely doesn't pay happiness. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy the ultimate edition of King Kong, the extended edition on Blu-ray. Which is pretty close. (laughs) Which is pretty close. Oh, man. All right. There's the high note. (laughs) There's the high note. Let's end on it. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, folks. Well, you will hear us when you hear us on the next episode of The King King Kong Kong Minute. Minute. Bye, everyone.